Y'all ready? Y'all ready for me? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take some breaths on this. I know this is the beginning of the show. Yo, but I need that. I need that beat, that kick, like to come in before I say what's up, world. You know this is legendary right here. Oh, there it is. What's up, world? Yeah! What's going on, everybody? It's the Live Love Life Radio Show, and I'm your boy, DJ Smooth. It's Wednesday. That's right, Wednesday. It's 11 after the hour. This is the best place that you can ever be in your entire life. I mean, really, that's right. You listen to that, what's up, world? You was like, yo, how long is he gonna hold it this week? But you know what? It's just to put a smile on your face because regardless of what any of us are going through, we're blessed to be able to listen to the show and just enjoy today's events and all that's going on, even if it's rough. Yo. Whatever you're doing, and I hope you're doing things while you're listening to the show. Whether if it's you're driving, you're working, or you're cleaning the house, you're dealing with the kids, or you was just doing your bills or whatever. Yo, you hear this voice, my voice in the background. It's the weirdest voice in Christian hip-hop in radio, period. I got the weirdest voice. But it's all good. I love the Lord. Let's get that straight. I love the Lord, and I'm excited about it, and I want you to be excited about it. Because being a Christian these days is just, it's the coolest of the cooler. Like, to me... If you don't love the Lord, I just be like, yo, man, just, you need to take this. Like, you need to just consider it. But I'm not saying it's a perfect life, but it's a blessed life and a blessed life of peace. Now, even though things may be crazy, God still allows us to have peace as we going through what we're going through. So, again, I'm glad that you're tuning in. Yo, we got an amazing show. We got Carol up in the building She's coming on next. And I hope that there are a whole bunch of Christian artists that are tuning in right now. I, I really do. Because you're going to learn a lot. Because Cal is in artist development. That's mean, that means she's behind the scenes. That's She's the ones that be kicking them out of the bed. She the one that be telling them like, yo, 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 you can't do that. Or she be the one like, do more of that. She the one that be doing the behind the scenes, like booking them and stuff like, I think. But anyway, we're going to find out all about Cal. And we're going to get some insights on what it, you know, from a manager, like what they be thinking about you. Yo, this is going to be an amazing show. And also, you artists that are listening, and even if you're not an artist, if you know an artist, you could be kind of help them and mentor them and say, hey, I, I heard on the Live Love Life radio show, this is what you should be focusing on. Mm. We giving some nuggets today. Like, it's free. That's what we do out here. We give information. Anyway, let's go to this track, man. I'm, I'm just too excited. When we come back, Carol's going to be in the building on the mic. Funky fresh in the flesh, as they would say back in the 90s. I'm DJ Smooth. This is the Live Love Life radio show. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, dope. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we got <laughs> we got Cal in the building. How you doing? Hey, how's it going? 
So, um, I mean, look, just relax. We, we, I mean, we're gonna have a good time. I know, but you have so much energy. It's like not even funny. Like, you didn't even take Red Bull. <laughs> and I need some Red Bull. I, I had lunch, you know. I'm, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm trying to like stop using that Red Bull, man, for real. I mean, I don't even know what I'm like when I drink Red Bull. I couldn't even, like, I can't even, I couldn't drink a Red Bull and go on stage. I couldn't do that. Like, no, no, I couldn't oh, do that. Wow. I would be too, like, ah. You're already hyper. <laughs> and when you did your intro, I thought I was going into a soccer game. I was like, are we in the Olympics? What's going on? <laughs> Yo, they announced like that in the Olympics? Oh, I don't know, but they, they probably do in soccer. Ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so how you doing? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. All right, so we got you here on the show. Yeah. And um, so tell us, you know, where you from and, you know, what business you're from, what you do. Go ahead. You know, you got it. Like my, my Christian Mango profile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. Can be funny Oh, you here. got jokes, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> you told me to be, you know. Yeah, just be yourself. Just, just be just myself. Be yourself. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, everybody is on their Twitter right now. <laughs> Christian Mango. Oh, she's single. Okay, so you brought it up. So you single? Yes, I'm single. Okay, but right. I do not have a Christian mingle account. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so everybody out there, that's right. Go to the Instagram page. Go to my Twitter page, One DJ Smooth. You get a chance to see a picture. What's your Twitter <laughs> handle? So, cause, so everybody know, because you put it out there. You went there. <laughs> At CK Valdivia, which is V A L D I V I A. All right, so that's on Instagram and Twitter, so and everybody Twitter. can follow. Yes. Okay, Snapchat, right. Snapchat too. Snapchat too. Yeah. Okay, you got Snapchat game. Yeah, I, I can't, you know, can't let it leave it. Oh. Even though Instagram has kind of a little bit, of, no, I'm not gonna leave it. Okay. No, right. Cool, cool. All right, so tell us where you're from. Go ahead. Tell all us, right. you know, give give us where you're from and why you're here. What you gonna be talking about? Stuff like that. Okay, I'm originally from Peru, Lima. I know everybody's like, where are you from in Peru, Lima? Right. So I'm from there and. I do a little bit of everything, as you mentioned, artist development, that's one of my things that I do. I help out artists, I give them consultations, and I also do a lot of project management. So it depends from artistry to new projects that companies need. So whatever product they're providing, I help them out with that. All the types of developments that they need to be creative, you know, they have a vision, they want to believe in something, and they want to know how to create it and how to take it out there. So I just helped them out with that structure. Okay. And so, I love that. So how 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 did you get into it? Because most people, they they do things and it's like they want to be in a limelight. So you're choosing to be in something you're not in a limelight. You're pushing other people in front. How, how did you, what, what made you get into that aspect of it? Well, that's funny because I... I do now more focused on music and artistries on, on those types of artists. So to me it was more because back then, like ooh, maybe ten years ago, I don't want to give myself a date here. <laughs> How old I am? <laughs> I'm young. I'm young. But uh, back in back in 2006, <laughs> I had a very I still have he's my still my friend, but it's a very dear friend of mine who really loved and enjoyed music. He was an he's an amazing artist, and he he's out there traveling everywhere. And I remember when he first started off and he would like record from his Mac and I would do his ad libs and everything like that. And he would like ask me questions like, how do you think this sounds? How does this work? How do you think I could get here and there? And I'm very creative and that's something I always had in me. And 
I just kind of used the artistry because I also like art. And then I was like, okay, how can we put both of them together? Because I'm a very type A personality. Like, I have to have everything in detail. But for some reason, somehow, I love the artistry part. And I think that was a blessing for my dad. My dad was amazing, you know, in the arts. But as I got to know my friend and I was, you know, helping him out with his music and everything like that, he got lost in the music. He got lost in the fame. And it, it made me really sad. And, and because I was already a Christian at that time, he grew up in the church. And then I saw, wow, how, how fame or how you could just get lost in everything. And then I said to myself, like, God, I want to help out other people who want to go into the music industry, who want to do something with it, who want to know that they've been given this gift and this talent, but I want to help them and guide them in the way that it should be. Because I just didn't want to see another person how what my friend went through you know yeah he's doing amazing he's has all these great things but that is all temporary so so i heard you say that um he was lost in the music what what do you mean by lost in the music because when i think of that i know a lot of artists right now that are lost in their music so what is your definition of lost in the music when it no longer becomes about why you did it in the first place a lot of artists is like, man, I just want to create music that speaks to people, that moves them, that is beyond themselves. You know, they, they want to inspire people. And, and with him, it was, became more like, I'm just going to follow what society says, like whatever makes, whatever's cool, whatever's hip, you know. He was no longer being genuine to himself. He was no longer being raw to who he was. So that's why I'm saying he was lost in the music. He was lost in what everybody else says you should do with your music instead of keeping it to what he wanted to be in the beginning. Wow. Now, another thing I heard, though, you was doing ad-libs, so you used to, what, rhyme? You used to sing hooks? What, what? Well, they, he, whatever he would tell me to do, I would do it. <laughs> I don't... Hold on, so wait, wait. No, no, so no. So music out there right now that got your vocals on it? Well, I don't know if you ever released it. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to hear it either way. It's not good. <laughs> I don't think it's good. So, I mean, what, what were you singing? Were you rapping? Or you, what were you doing? I want to hear this. No, <laughs> you don't. No. I repent for my ways. <laughs> I mean, what were you doing? He wanted. I'm to not letting you off this okay, question. Okay, <laughs> okay. Nobody, everybody that's listening, please do not cast the first tone. <laughs> so what were you doing on these tracks? That's what I want to know. I was, he wanted a sexy Latina voice in okay. the background, so he wanted me to say like, "Hi, Bobby." You know, kind oh. of like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much we're gonna say. We're gonna we're not gonna say the rest. I love it though. That's 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 good. All right, so now, nah, but that's good though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows. No one knew. Only him and I. So all of y'all out there that know Carol, that's right. You got us. I'm red. I am red. <laughs> Nah, but you know that that's cool, and I think, but I think it's important though to be able to have uh, some experience behind the mic as well, you know, because now you understand a little bit when you are doing the same thing, trying to coach people. Yes. Um, now let me ask this question. Um, so you feel that this is your calling? You feel that God has told you to help other artists? What a so? How do you keep? What is the thing that you, some of the first things that you do to help an artist not get lost in the music? 
the first first thing I just do is really study them. I look at them, I observe them, I I listen to them. That's the first thing. I cannot even speak before I can like just learn so much about who they are as a person, who they are in the music, who they are like just overall and everything, because that's everything of their lives is kind of what affects in their music, how they create things, how what they believe in, and how they come up with lyrics and the beats and everything like that. So, with me, it's just like I kind of really stay behind, and I just. Look at them and see how they act, how their their mannerisms, how they're on stage, everything. So I just look the whole package, and then once I get a little understanding of who they are as an artist or what they try to be, and then that's when I start asking the questions. Okay, all right, all right. So look, we're gonna go to a music break. All right, now when we come back, I want to know, and I know the people want to know. This is a big one here. No. Should an artist get a manager or not? So that's what you're going to ask. I want you to marinate on that question. Should an artist or a group, whether Christian or not, should they get a manager or not? That That is the question because we got a lot of you know people that feel that they don't need it and they could do everything themselves, blah, blah, blah. Hold that thought. It's a Live Love Life radio show. Keep it locked for real. We learned some good stuff on Carol already. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, here's, here's so I want to know: Should an artist get a manager or not? That that's the that's the question that a lot of artists face, and should they be worried about that? Should they get a manager? Yes or no? And you know, should they be worried about that? So go ahead, you, you answer that. All right, artists are only worried to get a manager if they cannot manage their own stuff. Simple as that. But how how are they gonna know if they can't manage their own stuff? That's the that's the hard part, right? <laughs> No, it's not. Okay. okay, because this is the thing. I I get there's a lot of artists that come in. Man, I need a I need a manager. I need somebody to help me manage like my bookings, my the my performance writer, all my flights, all the stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure, cool. What do you have for me to manage? Yeah, I get crickets. That's all I get. I get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. I was like, so why will you need a manager if you have nothing for me to manage? So that's very key. So if you right now as an artist, you're listening here and if you have a lot of stuff already in your plate, like you already know that you have all these activities, all these events that you're going to and you just need someone to help you organize it, to keep you in track. That's when you need a manager. You don't need a manager when you're just starting off. You don't need a man because you could save yourself the time, not just the time, but the money. Because I don't know if you guys know out there, but you need to give a percentage to your manager. Oh, yeah. wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. All right, let's say that one more time. <laughs> say it again. You need to give a percentage of your performance fee or your royalties to your manager. Oh, man. Okay. Now, I'm not going to ask you how much. And I know y'all like, well, how much? But <laughs> I don't know. How do I ask this? Um, so with. I mean, is it sixty percent to the manager? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. It's it's not that crazy. No, it's not that crazy. Okay. All right. And it all depends with the manager. You know, you go negotiate there. You know, go back and forth and everything like that. But you do have to give a percentage to it. So if you're just starting off as so an artist, so you said they're royalties too. Yes. Because remember, the manager is the one that helped you get to your music. They're the ones that were in the studio and told you, "Hey, this sounds better with this or that." And like they were all there to help you create your music. So that's where a lot of the artists don't just get, you know, some of the percentage of the 
of what the artist makes is is in everything that they do as an artist. Now you know you're making a lot of artists right now that are listening. You're making them want to quit because they are so stingy, which I don't understand. <laughs> artists, I, they are, I know a lot of artists. They're stingy. They don't want to let nobody in on anything, but they think they're gonna make it. I don't know how, but they they like I'm gonna have to give a percentage to the manager. Oh no, I'm not doing it. No, no, I'm gonna do this thing by myself. They're not gonna win. They're not gonna win. But they have to realize a lot of the big artists out there. A lot of them. They have to give it to the label companies. They have to give it to their marketing companies, to their PRs, to their managers, to their bookings. Everyone. Everyone gets a percentage of what you make. So if you're out there really wanting to pursue music, just know that when you create your music, you're not the only one that's helping you create it. There's so many other people that are helping you create it, and they take a piece of it. That's just okay. reality. All right. So what do you think is the... Um, what is the... What about an artist that you feel is their keys to being successful? Like three things that you feel that they just absolutely have to have in order to be successful, whether if they're with you or if they're with another manager, what do they need to have? What is that quality? They need to know who they are as an artist. Cause there's a, when you say who they are, you mean like the type of music they do or, or no? Not necessarily the type of music. They could be whatever kind of type of music they want to do, but they got to know like what is their style? What makes them who they are? Because a lot of artists try to find themselves. Like, okay, maybe I'm a high tempo kind of guy or maybe I'm more, more, more mellow or maybe I'm more, my lyrics are more in depth, more like, you know, raw. And my, my are always going to be like hype. They're not really going to make sense, you know? So you got to know who you are as an artist and you got to stay back up to that because a lot of artists oh no I didn't mean to do that kind of song like no if you're gonna believe in who you are as an artist then you gotta stand up for that because so you saying like if an artist is a lyricist mm -hmm. and then another artist asks them to do a feature and that artist is more like on that EDM side more like the you know basic basic raps you saying they shouldn't do it or you say they no, should No, they do could. It? They could. As long as you stay true to who you are as an artist. So, for instance, if you know you are the person that it's only going to talk, like you said, lyricist. But then all of a sudden you are going here to something that is totally off your lane. And it does not complement you as an artist. Like something like you probably were just trying to, you know, dive in and experiment. At least say, okay, I tried it once. I, I tried to see if I could do that. And, and you know what? Let me go back to what I know. Because a lot of artists, what they tend to do is they try to be the, the Jay-Z or the Adele. They try to be somebody else that's already there. Okay. No, just be you. Just be who you want to be. And it's you're, you're unique. Because people are going to follow you because you are unique. They don't need another, another Miley Cyrus. They don't need another Justin Bieber. They need someone, someone different that's going to bring um, a change. That's why Justin Bieber was, is so famous. That's why so many other artists are famous. Because they brought something different to the plate. So if artists, you are there, you, you need to know what are you bringing different into the music realm, into the world. Okay, you got two more. That was the first one. All right, that was the first <laughs> one. <laughs> that was a deep one, though. That was deep. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> All right, so you got two more. Okay, so then the second one is to know that you got to see that as an artist, you're always going to be learning something new in your craft. You got to be open to learn. So as you are developing Ooh, stuff, this is oh, this is amazing. Yes, yeah, these artists, y'all need to hear this. I need <laughs> to hear it. Yes. All right. So how do they learn? How does a how does a rapper learn? How? Tell me how. 
They put themselves in a situation where they get challenged by other artists. Woo! How does how do they do that, Carol? Please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. you but agree? I, yeah, but I want you to tell. How do they put themselves in that situation? How do they do that? You just gotta connect with people. Like you know, if you know there's another artist out there that's making amazing amazing music, you gotta be humble. Be like, you know what? I really like your beats. I really like how you do this. I really like how you do that. Could I just, could I just like, I don't know, just make that re- friendship, that relationship, and just be behind the scenes and see how they develop, how they, they work in their craft. Because really, ultimately, we like we're all learning from each other. So, and a lot of artists kind of like like that unity. They like that collaboration. And we're like, yeah, come over and see it. There may be some that may be a little stingy, you I mean, know? but you yeah. know, the, but the basis of hip hop is, you know, it's a competitive thing. It is. Know? I mean, it's, and I'm not, you know, I mean, it's not just hip hop. I mean, we just talking in general, humans are competitive. Yes. In the basic kind, you know, even though some people are open, but. Yeah, it's it, true. It's true. But, but the thing is, what I say is like, if you know what, if you don't know any artist, you know, in your same field. Then ask somebody from, hey, do you know another artist? And it's like, and then, hey, can you connect me to this person? Or just like, for instance, give it to a manager, you know, and say, hey, I have this song. Can you, you know, have your ears and other people's ears listen to it and see? But that's where you have to be open, you know, because again, your craft has to always be perfected. It always, always goes to a whole different level. If you want to get to that level, you have to know that you have to be open for not criticism but it's constructive criticism where it's gonna just challenge you as an artist and it's gonna make you be like wow i didn't think of this and then and then you're like wow and it expands your mind on what else you could do as an artist because sometimes artists have like one narrow way of doing things but then somebody else sees something else on them and then in them and it's like wow i didn't know i had this so in other words are you saying that when an artist develops music that if they don't have someone to, to kind of give it a once over to kind of review it and say hey this is what I think about it yay nay maybe you need to change this every artist should have that in their yes. process in their workflow yes they should alright artists y'all hear that if you don't have nobody reviewing your music before you release it you gotta have that you got to like whether it's familia your uncles or, you know if you don't have anybody start with your family and maybe your family may not like hip hop. I, you know? I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want my brother here or any of my stuff, man. He'll be like, yo, get that out of here, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, have somebody else. You know who um, Uber drivers? There's some Uber drivers that are artists. And they were like, they were saying, hey, I don't know how we got into the conversation about music. And he's like, hey, hey, listen to my stuff. And I'm like, all right, let me listen, you know? And then right away, but he was already open. To hear, you know, to learn from it. And he's like, oh, thank you for this. Thank you for that. All right. And I'm going to make it better. You know, just be open. Open to learn. All right. Last one. Last (laughs) Last one. one. Last one. Let's see. Good quality. Be ready to give all that you got to your music. Because you're going to have sleepless nights. You're not going to sleep sometimes. You're going to have to stay up late in the studio. You're going to have to um, work with people that are kind of difficult in the industry. You know, so just know that you got to just persevere through the music. Wow. Persevere through the music. And that that's like all aspects of it. All aspects. So everything. Because sometimes you, you are going to be like, man, 
um, why I'm not getting people buying my music? Why are you know people being stingy when I'm trying to get booked? That you know they don't want to give at least a love offering or whatever it may be, and it's kind of tough, you know, it's tough, but you have to persevere through it. And you run into some people that are you know you don't match with, but it's just part of industry. You gotta deal with people like that with you know different characters. Uh, okay, I hope man, this is good stuff. All right, so. Here, gonna switch gears here. Um, should an artist require payment or not require payment to showcase their craft? When somebody calls, hey, I want you to perform at, should they charge or not charge? That's the question. But no, we're gonna go to music break. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> do this to me. So that's, so that's the question to charge or not charge? Should they do it or not? All right, when we come back, we're going to dive into that one. That's a deep one right there. It's a Live Love Life radio show. Keep it locked. Okay. Ah! Okay, so <laughs> to be paid or not paid. Should artists require some sort of payment if they're going to grace anybody's stage, pulpit, festival? Yes or no? All right. My question to you is... Are we talking about Christian artists, non-Christian artists, just overall? Let's or? let's just say overall. Overall. Oh. Yeah, let's say overall. And then we'll go into the different way. But overall, should they require payment or not? Yes. Okay, yes. And uh, why, why should they require, in general, payment? Why? Because the artists devoted time and effort, want to pay for their beats, to pay for somebody to do their mix and mastering. That takes money. To get a beat, a good decent beat, $300 to somebody to mix and master that whole song that they created, it would probably take another $100 to go to a studio to record the music. That's another $500. So just to create one song, it probably costs the artist from $800 to almost $1,000 or even more. Okay, okay. So now let's go into the, you say in general. In general. In general. Now let's go to the Christian music side. Should they require payment or not? Yes. Really? Like even <laughs> even if somebody calls and says I want them to just do one song at you know for praise and worship or something like that. Okay, we we just went back to what they invested on. The artists themselves invested on the beats, on the mix and mastering, on the studio recording, on taking the time to do all these things. Like people actually put some effort and some time in their lives to do this, to put it out there for people to listen to, whether it's praise and worship, whether it's hip hop or EDM, whatever it may be. That artist took some time to do it because they love it. They want it's a passion of theirs. It's something that they want to bless other people with. And because they want to bless other people with, they also want to be valued in what the craft that they do. We're not asking $10,000 for the one song that we're going to be performing, you know? But a love offering. If it's something that people are getting invited because it's a nonprofit, they're trying to raise funds for an organization, a little love offering goes a long way. Because then you're valuing that Christian brother, that Christian sister, letting them know, you know what? I knew the effort that you made to create this music. We're going to value you for this and we're going to give you a love offering. Okay. All right. You, you know, some people's like, what? all right, now listen, the phone lines are open. <laughs> 305-749-6004. I want to hear what you think. You could call, ask a question. The phone lines are open. You can hit me up on Twitter at 1DJSmooth. 
Um, you can let me know how you feel about that. Um, she's just saying across the board, you, they, they should be getting some sort of payment or asking for it. Okay, now, here's a <laughs> follow-on question to that. Oh, snap. Here it is. So, if, they, if an artist chooses not to get paid, should they keep on doing that? Or should they, like, not do that? Should they do that or should they not? If they could afford it, yeah, why not? I have, there are some artists that I know that they're financially well. They don't need that money. They just do it out of like an extra passion that they have in their lives because they could afford it. They could afford spending all that money, creating all those beats and going into the studio and everything like that. And they're like, you know what? God has blessed me financially and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless other people because I don't have to worry about that. I don't, I don't depend on that financially. So interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know why I thought you was gonna say no, nah, they shouldn't do it. I don't know why. Really? I thought you was gonna say no. Nah. Really? But okay. it all depends on everybody's case. So what happened if somebody needs the money? You think they should do that? Yeah. You think they should do free events? No, no, no. They should ask, hey, you know, I I'm doing this, you know, out of the kindness of my heart, but if you could just bless me with gas money or you know And what happens if they say no to that? You, that you just are you still willing to do it you ask the artist back are you still willing to do it and they're like yes yes if not no okay that's all, all right. on the artist that's interesting because um i don't know i i've i've had somebody ah, i'm not even gonna get it to me but i, I don't know i I, cons <laughs> I consider it a, a slap in the face if they can't even pay for me to get there well first that's of, like the yeah. ultimate that's the ultimate slap in the face you you uh, paid a bird to come and poop on my car while I was driving type of action. That's really low down to me. It happens a lot. It yeah. happens a lot. Okay. All right. Um, so how does an artist get to the point where they want to charge? They start to want to fund their ministry. Should they have documents that they send or should they just try to negotiate something over the phone? Or, you know, how do they get started? Because a lot of artists are scared to talk about money for whatever reason. They don't want to talk about it. I know there's managers that are even managing people that are scared to talk about money. How do they even get to that part of the conversation? What's the best ways of doing it? The first thing is, you know, as most likely a lot of people are going to come to you, to the artist or to the manager say, look, I would like to book this artist automatically you're gonna have to ask and say is this a paid gig or not and they're gonna say it that's like what we were talking about all right so I, I want everybody to know i say that same exact phrase and you use it as well mm -hmm. right and it's very non-threatening it is is this a okay so artists out there <laughs> use this because i didn't pay carol to say this i didn't i didn't pay her i use it too is this a paid event or not right Yes. And why do you ask that question? What does that tell you when they answer that? So if they answer it, no, it's not a paid event. What does that tell you? If it's not a paid event, I would like to find out why. What is the event after all? What is the cost be behind it? What can you not pay the artist? You know, is it because you're racing for a nonprofit or some cost that you have or a mission trip that you're trying to do? Or maybe because you don't have the funds and it's a startup church and things like that. But if you say, oh, if you know that you're a mega church and you have 5,000, you know, people out there and you still don't want to pay the artist, it's like, come on. 
Now I, I know a lot of the mega churches go, that don't pay artists. Go, I do. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you know, like value the artist, value your brother and sister in Christ for the hard work that they've done. Okay. It's kind of telling like the pastor, you know, hey, you're putting all your life, your family, you know, to pastor us and and you don't value your the time and that the pastor puts in there, you know, yeah. it's kind of like that. All right. So one last question before we go to break, your youth leaders that are listening, youth leaders that are listening. So they should. St- so basically, what you're saying, they should stop that foolishness, asking artists to come for free and not giving them anything once they come. Yes. They need to stop that foolishness. Yes, right? they should. Of course, if it is an artist from their own congregation and they want to like do something for the youth group, yeah, it's that's big difference. But if it's another artist you're inviting to come to your church, you know, value that artist that's going to come and take their time to drive from wherever they're driving from. And most likely some of these artists may be married and and be parents, you know, value them, value for who they are. And yes, we're doing this for kingdom vision, kingdom, you know, but they're being a blessing to you in whatever event that you're doing as for your youth, you know, be a blessing to them as well. So we're all in the struggle, man. We're That's all right. in the struggle. All right. One <laughs> of the, the listeners says, got to be careful with love offerings. Some places will charge 20 bucks to get in and only give 50 bucks to a group of three or more. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. It's so true. That's so true. Uh, you know what? That's a slap in the face. <laughs> it is. That means that the group is like giving out $5 to each of the members, you know, the sound guy, the DJ. <laughs> well, how many artists were performing at that event? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, look. I got a bunch of questions that came in from... This is a manager. A a manager asking you as a manager. So, we got manager questions coming in. So, that's what you're going to answer when we come back. All right. These are kind of interesting questions. I I never would have thought these questions would have came in. So, it's the Live Love Life radio show. Keep it locked, y'all. Let's just get right into this. Let's do the easiest question. What's two plus two? Ah. <laughs> that's four all right here it is what is the easiest part of your job in being an artist development what's the easiest part of your job (laughs) i thought i was gonna say the hardest (laughs) (laughs) what's the easiest part of your job when the artist is very enthusiastic about what he or she wants to do Wait a minute, wait a minute. You saying that you manage artists that are not enthusiastic? Or no, I shouldn't say now. Not now. I'm saying you have come across artists that aren't enthusiastic about what they do? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because they're lazy sometimes. Woo! What's the definition of lazy? Oh, I have to go to the studio, or I have to do this, or, oh, I got to do that, or just, like, they come up with excuses or things, or... I don't know. It could be I was not inspired today to to write lyrics, and I was like, I know artists that write lyrics almost every day, or they have like a hundred songs, you know. And of course, we pick only ten for an album or anything like that. But some some artists just don't want to work hard for it. They're not. It's like, do you like music? Do you really want to pursue this? So that's when sometimes it becomes hard. But it, it becomes so much easier when the artist like is really eager to do what they want to do. So. Um excuses let's talk about excuses are there ever really good excuses when you are an artist from a manager's standpoint 
So if you say, hey, you need to be here and you need to be doing this, and is there ever really a good excuse for them not to be doing what you want? Of course, there is. There is. Like, I'm getting married or something. <laughs> or I'm gonna have but Really? Is it? There, there, yeah. I mean, if you have an opportunity of a lifetime and they're planning their wedding and they plan it on that day, <laughs> you think that's wise? I, I don't know. I, so I, see, I'm thinking about going into managing artists. I'm, th- I'm really thinking about it. I'm serious. I'm not lying to you. Well, you also have to see that there's a balance to everything. Okay. You don't want to make, again, music is not your number one. God is your number one. And then if you're married, of course, your family, and then comes the artistry. So, but if you're single, you know, God first, and then the ministry that God has called you into it. So again, it depends. Not not every artist has a different situation in their life. So of course, like family stuff, that's that comes first. If something's going on with your kid or with your wife, you go do that first because we never want to lose the value of family or what god has put you to oversee over and things like that so okay so uh the other question that came in is what is the number one thing that is needed between an artist and manager to be successful what is the number one thing that is needed between an artist and manager to be successful hmm I had two things, but I'm trying to think. No, no, no. Say them. (laughs) Say it. Say it. Say it. Drive and communication. Talk to me about the uh, the drive piece. What what do you mean by drive? Because even managers get burnt, too. Meaning, like, they will go and call on people. They will go here. They will go there. And, like, they always run into a wall. And sometimes it's going to happen. In the industry, it happens. But you got to realize that you believed in this artist. And you say you're going to manage them because you saw something different in them. You saw something that you knew that this person has the love and the passion for what they do. And they, they would stand behind whatever they do. So you saw that spark in that person. And sometimes when you try to help develop this person, you're going to run into walls because other people may not understand that they might not see it. So as a manager and an artist, you got to have the drive to continually move forward and, and be able to know that you guys are all in this journey together. You're not alone. Like, you know, the manager's there to help you out and the artist knows that I could count on that person. And communication. Because in order to have that good relationship, there has to be good communication. Like, we got to be honest and raw and real with one another, you know. has to be that chemistry. Okay. All right. Now, I got a question for you. So, are you a... um, Okay. So, here's the scenario. The artist is getting ready to hit the stage pulpit whatever you want to call it they're getting ready to get on the mic sing rap do whatever dj whatever because i know you you do you have a bunch of artists uh that you that you manage but they get ready hit the stage you're backstage and things are not going right all right are you a screamer (laughs) are you someone that is a smooth talker or do you get in their face meaning like do you make them look you directly in the eye what's your style of solving urgent issues at the venue okay it depends on what is the typical issue are you referring to the artist or is it behind the sound system or is it the the microphone what, what's really the issue i gotta need to know more details like what's if it's the artist or is it... I mean, 
you know, say say yeah, say if it's the artist. Say if it's the artist that's not doesn't has his mind right or her mind right. What do you how do you how do you handle that? You know what what's your style? I become a coach. Like you know how an athlete may get nervous or an athlete may think they don't have the they don't have it or they may think they're not equipped or maybe sometimes the sound system is not the best when wherever we go. <laughs> oh and, God, and you know a lot sound of artists system. out there have run into that. Right? A lot. <laughs> And then they're like worried because my music is not going to come out like as it should come out because they don't have the amplifiers, they don't have the mic, they don't have, right. you know, the necessary tools, equipment for it to be great. So they may be down in their, their domes because they're like, oh, how could I do this? And you just have to become their coach, their cheerleader and know that they got it. You know, they, they could do this and they, they could just give it all their best and just know that no matter what the circumstances around them, that you just got to give it 110%. Okay, man, that's a good answer. All right, we got a caller. Caller, are you on the line? I'm on the line. All right, so tell us your name and where you calling from. It's Lala. I'm calling from Homestead. Lala from Homestead. Oh, Lala. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, uh, Carol was actually talking about, oh, you have this one caller that calls in all the time. She's intense. <laughs> so this is y'all meet on the air. Hi, Lala. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> All right, you have the floor, Lala. Okay, so my question is, have you ever, or what would you do if you had an artist that wanted you to manage them as far as pursuing a career in the Christian industry that was not a Christian? The artist is not a Christian? Not a Christian, but they want fame and they love to sing and they like inspirational, but they want to be a Christian artist because they feel like they can do well question. in the field. That's a good question. I would tell them, find Jesus first. <laughs> Very simple as that. How can you classify yourself to be a Christian artist if you don't believe in Christ? So. But maybe, but, but saying like if they just want to sing inspirational songs. Yeah, but then don't qualify yourself as Christian. You know? So would you manage them? I will. Because mm-hmm. you never know. That, that, that could lead me to, you know, planting that seed. And they could possibly become like, you know, real Christians. Interesting. So would you manage them and promote them as a Christian artist? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. If they don't got Jesus, they're not Christian. <laughs> oh, you would not. You would let them know, look, I can manage you as a inspirational artist, but not as a Christian artist. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I always wonder that because I know some people who will do it. And they'll just say, hey, this artist is really good and they can make us some money. And they don't have that, um, I guess, commitment or feel of responsibility to actually putting the truth out there and having someone worship him in spirit and in truth, which is more important than actually making those dollars. So big ups to you. I really appreciate you staying true to your first calling and not just your job. You see, Lala always gives us, you know, intense questions. <laughs> but you know what, Lala, I wanted to <laughs> say to this is this is one of, one of the things I tell my Christian artists that I answer to God first. And yeah. this TMG company is under God. So whatever yeah. I do, God is going to, you know, judge me for that. He's going to ask me, like, why did you do this? Knowing that you this was, you know, not done properly. And, and so whatever it may be. So I cannot, like, no matter if that person, 
has amazing voice, amazing lyrics.、Um, you know, may have already all the money. You know, may have already a, an angel investor to pay everything off, and it's going to be very easy. You know, for for me to get this person out there. But if they they want to be Christian artists, but they're not in Christ, no, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. That is amazing. That is like、uh, that is a testament to you knowing your purpose in life. Because some people just go for the money, and I know some people who are or were、um, pastors or praise and worship leaders that you know really, for the most part, say, "Well, I kind of believe in God," but you know they're like on the fence, and that concerns me. But then you'll see them like in front of a whole bunch of people witnessing, and I don't want to say pretending, but I guess mimicking. Hopefully, one day it will come true, you know. But basically, saying I really don't believe everything that I sing. I just sing it because people like to hear it. And I think in the Christian in- industry, that's kind of like a disservice to us, and it's tricking yourself because you may actually think, you know, oh, I'm getting spiritual. <laughs> and there's a、yeah. difference between being spiritual. And being filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a clear difference, and I'm just excited to have someone like you, you know, managing artists that are going to keep it completely real and put God first. So big ups to you! You guys are both amazing. I enjoy listening to you on the show. I was like, hey, I like her. I don't even know her. Yes, <laughs> put family first. Yes, all that. Ditto, ditto. Like I was sending like spiritual emojis your way. Like boom, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what you're really trying to say over there. <laughs> so I heard subliminal messages. It's okay. They're subliminal. Oh no, my goodness!、Okay. I tell you, boy, la la. You are, <laughs> you are something else. That's all I got to say. That, that's a good word. I'm something else. <laughs> I'm a lot of different things. That's the question. <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of the show. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank、right. you. Yeah, that's 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 Lala, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried she was gonna call. She did call. <laughs> that is too funny. All right, so let's go to a music break. All right, and when we come back, um, I want to ask a little bit about you. How do you juggle your personal life? Because that was one of the things that came in. How do you juggle your personal life? Because you know you're managing other lives. Too. You're not just managing an artist. So how do you juggle your personal life and your personal pursuits in addition to other people's lives? That's what another question that came in from a manager to a manager speaking, and we're gonna have you answer that. We got Cal in the building yeah, from、you. TMG Artist Development. All right, so you you have I don't know five six I don't know how many you got、uh, that you're managing and that you have under your wing. How do you Manage your personal life with managing other people's life because I know just in life, life is crazy. So how do you do it? How, how do you manage your crazy and the crazy of everybody else? How do you do that? That is a funny thing because I was talking to an artist this past weekend, and they were asking, you know, to manage them and stuff like that. And one of the things that He asked me, but he asked me this question, but more like in my spiritual, like, how do you spend? Do you spend enough time with God? And I asking you that me okay, that, okay, okay. and I like that. I was challenged, you know, and that was good. And then I tell him, I don't know, I I, I cannot explain it, because 
I do manage. I'm not a lot of artists. I really don't. I, I just maybe like a handful. I really don't want to do more than I'm supposed to do. That's one thing. To be honest with you, I God makes time for me. I, he really does. Like I seek him first more than anything, and I'm like, okay, what is it that you want me to focus today? And I make a list. Okay, today I'm gonna focus on this, on that. What is it that I need to do? What, which artist? What time and everything? And sometimes, by the end of the day, I still have time. And and mind you, I I have other projects, not just the artist, but other projects that I do and my regular ministry that I do as well. And I'm thinking to myself, God, how is it that you're able to just pack time in me? Like the other day, I got home like around four. Okay, I'm gonna take a little nap before I go exercise and do everything else that I have to do. I went to take a nap. I only slept like maybe for like 30 minutes, and I thought I slept for two hours. And it was like, wow, I have a lot of time, and I was filled with energy and everything like that. So I was able to finish a lot of stuff. So again, seek God first. God is gonna help you with what you need to focus on that day, and just do it, and not get lazy, not get distracted, because a lot of times people don't. Manage their task. You know they they get distracted with too much social media. They get distracted too much with TV or Netflix or their favorite shows. I just cut a lot of that stuff out of my schedule. You know, if I don't need to be on social media for like more than a minute or two. You know, some people stay there 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes on their social media or their Facebook or watch one show after another. I just cut off a lot of things I don't need and just stay on the basics. Okay. All right. So, so that's how you manage it all. You still feel fulfilled. Yes. Okay. So what happens if you see that your artists aren't uh, managing their own life well? How, how do you, do you get involved in that? Or no? Yes and no. If, um, it depends because sometimes if I have like this really good relationship and I usually do with my artists, I just sit down with them and just you know listen to them what's going on what's what's going on why can't they manage you know or what what's in their plate that they can't do it and you just gotta listen to them you know because every time it's a different story it's a different scenario and all they need to is just like recuperate and just get back in track that's all so why do people come to you and ask you to be their manager why majority of the time is because they already at the level where they invested so much in themselves and they need someone to help them to manage everything that they're already putting in and help them with structure. Because a lot of times the artist is so creative that they don't know like what's the order of everything else, like behind the scenes, the administrative side, the business side of it. And they don't know how much to charge, you know, or how much, um, what is the performance writer, all these little technical things that they don't know how to do. Like they like to focus on music and create music. So they got to a point where they cannot manage the business aspect of it. And then that's when I come in. That's where you come in. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, the things that seem to trip an artist up, I mean, in your, in your view, how long, what is the lifespan of an artist? You know, like in football, they say that the lifespan, the average career is five years. In basketball, I think it's three years. No, I'm sorry. Basketball is about five years, they say. Football is about three years. So what do you consider the average lifespan of an artist? I'm talking about from the time they say that I'm serious to the time that they're going to get the most out of their career. What would you say? How long is that? 
That's a deep question. It is. That was a good one, Scott. It is. It that was is. a good one, Smooth. Anyway, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm clapping myself on the back on that one. Anyway, so, and, and I'm, I don't, you know, I'm giving you a little time to think right now as I'm fooling around, but but it's a serious question. How long is a, an artist's career from when they get serious? I would say it depends on the music. All right. One so, thing. All right. So let's go. EDM. Oh, you have 10 years. 10 years. All right. Uh, 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 singing. So contemporary, contemporary singing style of singing. Oh, you could do that f- more than fifteen years, twenty years. Fifteen years. All right. So we talking more southern gospel uh, singing. How long? It's the same thing. 15 same thing. Years. Fifteen yeah, 15 years. years. All right. Here's a big years. one. <laughs> here's a big one. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Christian rap. That was a tough. Wait, but you gotta five, give me a five years, five years, five years, five six years. All right, so five or six years. So the question is, if an artist has been doing a Christian rapper has been doing his thing since he said he was serious, or she said they were serious for five or six years, and they are just totally frustrated, should they give it up? Should they go behind the scenes? Or what do you recommend? I, need, I think they need to reset the button. Just reset. Because sometimes they probably try one way on how they do things. And if that hasn't been working for them, they need to try. And again, remember how we were talking about like an artist always has to be a student. You're always learning the craft. And if you know that this way hasn't been working, you have to ask, again, your peers, why is it not working? Is it because my music is not really good? Is it because my stage performance, it's, it's not good and that's where I need to work on? Is it because it's a music that is not really influencing people? It's not really impacting? And maybe I need to change the way I do it? You're still being yourself as an artist, but it just change a little bit the dynamic of it. So, so but, but how does an artist reset? How, how do they do that? How, how does an artist reset? Like a, a lot of That's artists. a general word that you use. But I want some specifics. <laughs> I want specifics. Tell me. That's right. Tell me. Go ahead. A sabbatical, man. You just take a sabbatical. You know, just oh, say. Oh, really? You think yeah. They just stop for a little bit. For a little bit, because you want you know what you need to do again. Like all these questions I just said, like you know, take seat back and see what's not working, and let me see. Okay, what is not working that I'm doing right now? What is it that I'm doing right now? You know, what was the whole vision and goal that I have for my music? Was it beyond myself, or was it just from my personal gain? What was it? The whole the whole reason behind it, and then. Just take a break. I think everyone's going to appreciate you taking a break and say, you know what? They're going to come up with something good and better than ever. So what does taking a break mean? What does that mean? Uh, they're not performing or they're not creating and actually making music? What is that? They're not performing. They're not performing. They're still creating. They're still creating. They're still there. Okay, this is what I do. You're analyzing yourself. You're contemplating what you've done before. And then you're just examining everything. So through the time where you're not really up there on stage, you're not really seen, you're not really visible, through all this time, you're just taking time to just reset, you know, just start all over again and and see what's not working, what's working, what's not, where I need to improve, and uh, again, just go back to basics. Oh, man. Okay, I I forgot one profession. It's my profession. What about the DJs? How long do DJs have? Oh, you, you, well, EDM, you said, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, not just, no, because not just the... EDM could be the producers, but is it DJs? How long do you think DJs Oh, they could, they could have a long time. What's a long time? You got to give me a number. 
I'm not letting you off the hook. 20 me. years until you get old years. and your, your voice sounds like an old man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. So reset. That means not perform, but still create. Still yes. creating, not. Okay. All right. Good. 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 Taking notes. Take notes. Take notes. <laughs> all right. So, all right. I'm going to ask one more question before we go to break. So, do you ever. When, when is it time? When do, when do you know it's time to break a relationship, business relationship with an artist? When do you know it's time, it's done, it's over with? What sorts of things for you is just, it's like a deal breaker. Like when they start doing this, you know that you can't work with them anymore. Oh, that was another good one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I have a list of reasons, but. but go ahead, I want to hear a couple, at least four or five. At least four or five. Yeah, that's four or five. Four that's five. not a couple. <laughs> that's true. That, that's true. <laughs> that's a few. A couple, couple. So, a couple, couple. Yeah, so what things? They just deal breakers for you. You can't work with them anymore. These artists, they do these things. That's it. You, it's like automatic. You giving them a call that next moment and be like, yo, I don't think we can work anymore. And it's when, when the artist is just kind of not there anymore. They Meaning, one, they don't, they don't devote their time to the music. They're not practicing their craft. Oh! <laughs> Woo! You was breaking it down. Okay, so they're not practicing. They're not devoting it. Okay, all no. right. I, I've seen some artists that, yeah, thank you for the show. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then they get up on stage. They forgot their lyrics. They forgot this. And I, c- I can understand one time, two times. But if it's more than like three times, buddy, like you, I'm, you're putting... No, you're making yourself look bad and you're making me look bad because I, you know, convinced this person to give you the opportunity to take up that platform and you're not taking it seriously. So that's when you say, you know what? You're wasting my time. Woo! Okay. All right, so give me two more. Two more. <laughs> okay. I think there was a lot of reasons in one. <laughs> Go ahead, I want to hear. I want to. The other one is deal breakers. Okay, well, not a. This one is a deal breaker, but not in a bad way. Okay. This is where I know I could take the artist to a certain capacity, but now now they're in a whole different level, and then I could connect them to another manager who would take them to that specific level. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Because TM TMG is not just like okay, I'm an artist. We're artist development team. You know, we're here to help you out. But this is not for our own personal game. We want to see them go beyond what they want to create, you know. So we're there for the artists. We're there to serve them. So we see that the artist is, wow, he's doing amazing. We're going to connect you to someone else that's going to be able to take you to that level. All right. So that was a good deal breaker, yeah, right? That was, yeah, that was good deal. All right. So, so what, all right, give, me, give me another one. One more and then we'll go to break. All right. The, um, I guess the third one. I, then this goes for I guess Christian artists okay. I don't know I All don't right. know I don't know if she's saying it yo I think <laughs> I think the mere fact that you don't want to say it you need to say it ain't nobody listening it's just you and me in here that's no. all we on the air but you know don't worry about it <laughs> well there's an area in their life that they need to work on their spiritual life that's plain and simple you could be the most talented person ever. But if you know you have a problem and you're, you're not addressing that problem. So what, what kind of problems though? I mean, like, what are you talking about? 
Wow. You want to go there? Yeah, huh? yeah, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to, because, you know, people need to know. They, you know, I, I need to know. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I need to know. I need to know. What, 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 what are those, what are those specifics? What are those problems? Give me and, some examples. And you know what? This applies to every ministry, not just to music. Like pastors, they get burned out. You know, they, they lose their focus on the whole thing of why they're being pastors. That's the same thing with artists. They, they lose their focus. Christian artists, I'm talking about. Yeah, non-Christian artists too. But what I'm talking about, mainly for Christians, because we answer to God. And we have a walk, a testimony that we got to go by. That's the decision that we decided to make, right? When we say we, we follow Jesus, we got to follow Jesus. And we're at that living light. And everyone sees us. So when I see an artist that they're struggling in an area, whether it's women and you know we're going to show artists, artists struggle men male artists struggle with women yeah okay all right i didn't know that you didn't know that you nah, you, you put your little uh, you know you cover i don't your, see your... it <laughs> i don't see it because you don't struggle with them there you go okay. Ooh. Ooh, there that's it that's all it is that's it <laughs> okay. but it, it could be other areas in their lives and their spiritual and their spiritual life that you know it's evident and you're held responsible for that person's walk because you're and that's, that's where I guess TMG is a little different because we, yes, we could be a manager. We could like, man, help you get there, whatever it may be. But I see myself also as a spiritual mentor for that person. So you don't want to perpetuate the problem. You don't want to make the problem. You don't want to exacerbate the problem mm-hmm. and make it worse. I don't want to even put it under the carpet and pretend it's not there. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. So you take that stand like that. I do. So if I see an artist that, you know, time and time and again, you know, like, buddy, come on or girl come on like you know we can't work together if you because you know what you need to work in that part in your life you, you need to you know just so do artists struggle with you know these things the sex the drugs and the rock and roll and christian music as well yeah they do hands down they do they do interesting they do and you see it yes. as a manager you yes. see it without it without you see it without them without seeing them do that I mean, you see them like you, do you <laughs> see it? You quote unquote see it, but you don't see it. Like you don't see them actually doing it, but you can see it coming up in other aspects of their life as you're managing them. Did I say that right? No, I don't think so. Can you can you can you detect that those things are going on? Yes, as a manager. Yes, okay. I could. I could. All right. And then again, and sometimes they're not even artists that I manage. It's other people that I know. And my heart goes out to them. And if I'm friends with that artist, like if I really have like this deep relationship with the artist, I will talk to them. But if I don't know the artist, I don't know where they're coming from. They do. They might have somebody that they're, you know, working with or they're being accountable to. But if I don't know them, it's kind of hard to approach them. But if I do know them, I, I gotta talk to them. It's it's hard given right as a brother and sister, you know, to polish one another. All right, now I know we got a lot of Miami artists listening, so I'm not looking for names. But, <laughs> you know, somebody called and asked this on the show before. They called from St. Louis, actually, and asked. But they wanted, so are there artists that you have seen here in Miami, because you're based out of Miami, the Miami artists. So there, are there artists that you know of right now that are struggling in some of those sex, drugs, and rock and roll uh, issues in that Christian walk? right yes. now mm-hmm. all right 
So we need to be praying for one another. That's really what it's about. Yes. You know, we need to be praying for one another because some of us out there in, in the crew and, you know, it's small. It is a small circle of artists. Yes, it is. That, hey, listen, I don't know. Carol said that, that she knows some, some people struggling with stuff. So, right? Yes. But okay. that's the thing. Like you may, you you said it. We got to pray for one another. It's The word says we got to confess to one another. So we could pray for one another. And it's not so much about bashing them or putting them down, but it's more like, let me help you. All right, look, we're going to go to this break. We only got like 20 minutes left. Man. What? Are you serious? Y'all serious or dead serious? No way. No, we've been going for a minute. Like, you've been really... Look, I'm a, I'm, we're going to go to a quick music break. When we come back, I want to know common mistakes that artists make, that they continue to make. Not the ones that they do in the beginning, but they're doing it like in the middle of their height of their career. Common mistakes. I want to know that. The world wants to know that. It's the Live Love Life radio show. We got Carol from TMG Inc. Let's get it. That's right, y'all. That was supposed to be quick. We we was busy talking. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I, I I know we had man, we running out of time. All right. Common mistakes that artists make. Okay. I know I know I know for a fact that I'm making you uncomfortable answering these questions. No, no. I it's completely it's not forgot. A con- the it's, it's not a con- it's not a conflict of inf- interest. I don't know, it may be based <laughs> on your answers. But <laughs> common mistakes that you see as a manager that artists make. I guess their stage performance. <laughs> their stage performance. All right, so let's talk about that. What about the stage performance? What's the mistake that they often make in their stage performance? Like, you know, sometimes they don't know their lyrics or sometimes they're so out of shape they can't say the, the full lyrics and you could tell like they're running out of breath. Mind you, I understand when you're rapping and you're, you know, spitting, it's, it's, it's tough. But man, you could do it. Like if you... They got to train. They got to train. And how do they train? First, got to work out. Got to know what you're eating and everything like that. You got to stay physically fit. If you're going to be an artist, like... You gotta work at it in, that, in every aspect. Like one time, I remember going to the Marlins game and I saw KB perform. Man, that man gives a show. He was jumping up and down the whole time. Because he was on for like 30, 30 minutes? Yeah. yeah. 30, almost 40 minutes, something like that. And the whole time. Yeah. But he knew when to stop where it didn't look like a pause. It was just, it was flowing. And this is where I was saying, like, a lot of artists kind of need to work in that area the performance how do they perform how do they deliver performance because say it again say it again work in the performance how do they work on their <laughs> performance again they gotta see like okay if you're not in shape <laughs> you know if you can spit your lyrics all this time and everything like that you gotta work with your dj okay can you jump in you know uh, because in this area, I, I, I know I'm going to need to catch my breath. But make it smooth. Make it transitional where it doesn't look obvious. Where it doesn't look... Practice. Yes, you got to <laughs> practice on that. You know, go into your church and tell your church, look, let me borrow the altar for a moment because I got to practice on my performance. I got to practice on the whole show. And a lot of people don't practice on their show. And when they go out there, you know, they're, they're disappointed or they didn't think... It's because you never practice. You didn't practice. I... Praise and worship leaders, you know, when they, the bands get together, they practice every day or sometimes, you know, 
with the whole band to make sure they're all synced, they're all harmonized, they're all, you know, looking good together. Yes, the Holy Spirit leads them, but ultimately, a God is a God of order. And God wants to make sure that you're working in your order of your performance. And a lot of hip-hop artists don't do that. Woo! Boy, you are dropping some gems. All right. Other mistakes that they make. Hmm. That was a big one, though. That, that was big. That was big. That's, you know, the holidays. Sub one, sub one. I'll give you a little bit more time to, to think of that uh, by answering this. Of all the artists that you have seen, how many you think are uh, in violation of what you just said? 50%, 40%, 60%, 70%? What would you say? 50-50. Wow. So half. Yeah. Half are not practicing and keeping themselves in shape to do what they need to do. Yes. That's amazing. Wow. It is. Okay. All right. So so some other, some other uh, mistakes. They're not picking the the right beats for their for their vocals. It doesn't it overpowers them sometimes, or it doesn't enhance their abilities and skills. And they're not picking the right beats, just because the wow. beat may sound good, but it, it just doesn't bring to light their abilities and skills. So how do they go about choosing the right beat? Again, from the beginning, when you ask me the question, they gotta know who they are as an artist, and they gotta know where their skill levels is at. And if they want to get to a certain, a different type of music within the same hip hop, for instance, they got to know like, okay, in order for me to get to, to that different type of style of hip hop, I got to work on that because I'm not really good at that. So they got to continually work on that craft. And that's where, again, comes back. They got to work on it. Okay. And that's where a lot of mistakes of the artists is. All right. All right. One more. Got one more? One more. Hmm. Nah. Nah. All right. So, what mistakes do managers make? <laughs> yeah, another good one. Bro, why are you gonna put it on me? <laughs> so, what mistakes? What common mistakes do managers make with artists? They put them in positions where they're not ready yet. That's a lot of. That's a lot of the time. Is when the artist may not be ready for that kind of platform, and you just put them out there and. It kind of you 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 set the person to fail instead of seeing where they're at at the moment and putting them somewhere else where they could succeed. Um, another thing where a manager could fail is also it's not having the same vision as the artist because sometimes managers have like this whole different vision of the artist and it has nothing to do with what the artist wanted in the first place. So you're taking the artist to a whole different route and they didn't want that. So you're going you're kind of creating your own dream for the artist not their dream interesting that's so so interesting all right now we're towards the end of the show all right. now is there any question that you wanted to answer that i didn't ask so i'm giving you an opportunity or if there's something that you wanted to ask me um so you have the floor oh wow or any area that you wanted to go into that we didn't touch on that we can maybe squeeze into, you know, one or two, three minutes. <laughs> oh, come on now. You're a manager. You always got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. I just want to encourage artists. You know, if you're out there listening, it might not be a question, but just words of encouragement. If you're out there listening to this and you really see yourself doing music, know that it takes a lot of work. 
and a lot of effort and a lot of time to also learn from this craft on that you're doing because it's not easy it may it's not glamorous at all and it may seem nice and hype that you're up on stage and you're doing your thing but that's just one small glimpse of what happens before you even get there so get to talk to managers what the whole thing is all about you know what it all takes talk to other artists what it all takes because some of these artists do full-time jobs sometimes they don't do music full-time you know so how do people get in touch with you or you know anybody uh, how do they find a manager i guess is what how do people find that or find a, a artist developer how do they do that at their level at their starting stages or their stage where they feel that they they may need one because you're always out there trying to get yourself out there and getting to know artists you ask the artist hey who are, who are you working with who's who's backing you up and sometimes the artist manager is there or there may be a promoter out there you know there's somebody out there so if you're an artist and you really want to pursue your your craft you're always talking to people you're always networking with people and you're going to meet the people all right so they need to be to be need to be talking mm -hmm. all right so we're gonna go to a break okay when we come back i'm gonna still give you a moment if there's a question that you want to ask me um or if you just want to kind of throw out there to see what i think um and then we're gonna wrap things up okay i think it's been a good journey I, i've asked yeah some, you know these questions they were good though you know what i'm saying especially the one i really liked but you answered was the the lifespan that was the lifespan question was that was interesting what you said <laughs> <laughs> you got some people out there like oh i should retire <laughs> <laughs> all right keep it locked y'all it's the live love life radio show keep it locked tupac yes that's just the way right, it is. That's the way we do it on the Live Love Life Radio oh, Show. Yeah. I mean, you know that hook that sure. Tupac did right there? That, that says a lot. That's just the way it is. Because there's some things in the Bible that's just going to keep on happening. People trying yeah. to get rid of it. and I mean, all the sin that's going on right now in this world, I know I'm standing on my soapbox. But all the sin that's going on in this world, it's going to be here till it's over. You know, the thing is, is as individuals, we're going to fight some. We're not going to fight some, but it's still out there, you know, and we just got to spiritually fight for the battles that we're in. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, preach it, preach it. You know, I'm if one other person say that to me, I'm going to be like, yo, we need to stop this. But anyway, <laughs> it's not my interview. <laughs> well, I have two questions for yes. you. Yeah, sure. Okay, so it is going to be your interview here. <laughs> oh, wow. We got, we got five minutes. We got about oh, four man. minutes. Oh, man. Okay, all right. Let minutes. me say. What do you think is too much to ask from an artist? Like, I think that there's nothing that's too much to ask for an artist. I think you push an artist until they start pushing back, and then you realize their boundaries. Because a lot of times an artist does not know what their boundaries are. And as a manager or someone that's working with an artist, you don't even know until you push them or until you get in that situation and say, you know what, this is what we need to work on and this is like the limit. <laughs> you know, that was what I'm going to ask, sorry, but <laughs> that was the, I, was, I was trying to think of more like the cost of a performance. How much should they charge? Yeah. How much is too much? Oh, how much is too much? Oh, okay. But that was another good no, answer. No, 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 but this is cool. <laughs> um, in my opinion... Um, you look at 
the cost that it the cost that it uh, to get to the position that you are. So, for example, for me, if somebody wants me to come and spin at their festival or stage or whatever, and they want me to spin for three hours, I know what it takes for me to get there. I know it takes me like two hours, three hours before the event, getting to the event. Then I got to set my stuff up and I start breaking it down in hours. And that's all I do. And I just come up with a price. Okay, so you won't say I need a nice car to pick me up or I need a nice hotel, five nah, star. No, no, no. I go as far as like the, the, the travel stuff, I'm very reasonable. I, I go online. Um, the government has per diem rates, the standard rates. That's what the government says. These are reasonable rates to charge for travel mm -hmm. and for hotel and accommodations. I use those. And if I'm traveling somewhere and they can't meet the average, Then okay, so there is too much when you an artist asks for too much. Then. Yeah, there's there's some limits. Yeah, but again, you know, you push and see what happens. You know, so on my technical writer, I got I want green M and M's in the green room, <laughs> and if they can't do it, then I don't do the event. Nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, nah, hey, I'm not, I'm not like that. I read about <laughs> some artists that are like that. No, no, I'm not you like that. All right, my other question: Do we still have time? We still yeah, have time? yeah, we got time. What do you consider a Christian artist? Is it an artist that only devotes his time to make music for Christians or is it something that they could do music for the world that could you know bring them in um that's a great question and unfortunately in the minds of an artist their boundaries they have no boundaries but in the minds of the industry the industry has very very distinct boundaries and the artist has to look at what the arena that they're playing in and they got to kind of play by the rules so if they're going to be a christian artist they got to do christian music for christian people and that's it if they're going to be a secular artist that's making inspirational music that's the type of artist that they're going to be because the industry doesn't recognize people that jump all over the place they hate r kelly did i actually say that i actually said it <laughs> but r kelly made some of has made the most memorable inspirational songs and gospel songs that people have recorded to this day and he has recorded some but nobody is booking r kelly to come to their praise and worship conference ever they're never going to book him to come there but he's made some amazing music so the industry doesn't allow people to jump back and forth so that's all i would say we're limited by the yeah, industry yeah the industry limits limits us but in the mind of the artist there's no boundaries and they should make music i have told artists that's why i said i should get into management i think but i've told <laughs> artists especially producers i've said to them hey you gotta choose what lane you want to be in this industry i think but if there's music that you make that's outside of your lane give it to somebody else And let somebody else that's in that lane. So if it's a EDM producer that makes good country beats, then that EDM producer should start going out and giving his beat to country artists to, to record on. Then that way his ministry has no boundaries. That's just my, my point of view. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. That way it keeps that producer still hungry. Because... If an EDM artist does a country album, country style album, I'm not sure if the EDM fans are gonna appreciate that he's doing that. 
Well, didn't the what is that DJ Avicii, Avicii, whatever his name is? He did that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm just saying in general. He broke yes. the barrier. He yes. broke the mold. I agree. Yes. But can everybody do it? I don't think so. That's just me. Hmm. All right. All right. One last question. You got one last question? No, that was that was it. All right. So, Carol. <laughs> last you got 30 seconds any last comments how do they get in touch with you the cool is contact book at tmgartist.com my the, our instagram and our twitter is tmg underscore inc and if you want to contact me personally it's c-k-v-a-l-d-i-v-i-a that's Ooh, you're giving out the personal joint huh yeah oh, hey <laughs> alright y'all all right, did you enjoy yourself? I did. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, man, we had a good time. You know you got to come back. All right. You definitely got to come back. We <laughs> we'll got to, do. Yeah, you know, we're going to get a very specific topic, and we're going to talk about because artists need to hear it. And um, this is all good. I love it. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Live Love Life Radio Show. As always, we've had an amazing, amazing, amazing time. And we will be back here next week. Uh, lots of music next week. New music. We, of course, we're going to have a great topic. Great, great topic. Um, I'm almost sure what it's going to be, but I'm not going to spoil it. Yo, you got to tune in. Those of you first-time listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'm here doing this every week, man. Yo, I, I describe this show sometimes as kind of like a hip-hop Bible study if I don't have a guest. But if a guest come in, we get into the lives of the guests. And allow them to speak their mind for real. And I believe that we've heard some great things. God's name has, was definitely glorified. And I'm just so, so happy that you tuned in. Next week is another week. Stay blessed. Stay safe. It's the Live Love Life radio show. I'm DJ Smooth the Rough. That's my full name. Yeah. Keep it locked. Yeah, follow me on all the social media, of course. Uh, Snapchat. Instagram. Twitter. It's all good. Love y'all. God is good.